Welcome back. Welcome in. This is Country Roads Confidential at earsports.com. I am Mike Casaza. Welcoming in Chris Anderson. Chris, plenty still to talk about here for football. We wanted to narrow it down to one thing. You get a ton of reports, good and bad, sometimes not even evenly split. The bad news seems to travel twice as fast as the good news. And we spent some time last episode talking about turnovers in the quarterback position. And I was thinking, man, that might be unfair. Kind of happens behind closed doors. How much does it really mean? We laid out, I think, a pretty good explanation for why, for example, the defense might have been very good. Perhaps Nico Marchio wasn't great that day. Let's even it out a little bit. Be optimistic. That's what we're known to do, right? Yeah. Depends on why? who you ask. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm asking you. So we're going to talk about why this could work. The, the 15 spring practices, you know, older players maybe can take them or leave them. If you see younger players, you're thinking, oh, that's not great. New people. West Virginia has uh, an interesting mix of youth experience, talent, potential, however you want to call it, but definitely different ends of the, the polar spectrum there, too. But I think that you and I have talked and we've written and read and reported and listened that there's an environment here that may actually work and that, you know, who knows what it means and how many wins it gives them in the fall. But the spring can be productive based on a combination of what they're trying to accomplish on offense as well as defense. It sounds like they're trying to be a little bit more exotic on defense. But also just the way the roster is split up, where they're old, where they're young, where it's good to be young, where it's good to be old. It does seem like there's a nice balance there where, again, maybe maybe we've just been indoctrinated, but you can certainly listen to an explanation for why people should be optimistic about the spring. Not yet the fall, but the spring and say, you know what, that makes sense. I'm plugged in. Let's stay tuned and see where this goes. So we're going we're going full Homer. Is that what you're telling me? I think so. Full Homer take right now? Yeah, pom-poms, foam fingers, what do you think? Let's do it. Because huh? I, I don't, it, it's not a Homer take, but I, I, there's a side of it, just like all those things. You know that thing I do before the season, uh, five reasons WVU will win big, and then the next day, five reasons WVU will fall, fall flat. Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 the best case scenario, the worst case scenario, and often the truth lies somewhere in between, uh, or the end result at least. But it, th- there's a reason why I do the the win big ones is because there are pieces there are pieces of truth into that and and there is a chance there's a possibility of that happening and a lot of what you're you're discussing here and the the ages of the different players where the experience is the inexperience the excitement the changes it it, it fits and you can talk somebody into it if you're if you're a good talker I'm not but somebody out there is probably on this coaching staff that can convince somebody that this this is a good thing. And and somebody will buy it. A lot of people will buy it because offense. A lot of some you're old where you need to be old. Offensive line. How how different does offensive line get with the different offenses? Yeah, you want some different type of blocking schemes, but experience I think is the most important thing you can have on that offensive line. You want older, stronger players who have a knowledge of working together. And West Virginia has that. They have five turning starters, most of them upperclassmen, um, again, all of them with with starting experience. And then at receiver, you got a little bit of experience, a little bit of new guys. But something you've talked about already before was the not trying to get reps for eight guys. You got like four, and you're just going to pound reps into them until they get used to this offense, running these routes, getting ready for the offense. And then, again, same thing with running back. You got new guys. You could split it up. Quarterback. 
you got three guys you can mold. And if you don't get one of those three guys, you got a five-star transfer that is a potential to come in in a month that you can mold that you've worked with before. So on the offensive side of things, you're old where you need to be old, and you have some talent and some ability to, you know, mold them how you want to with this new offense at the other spots. Yeah. I hold in my hand a two-headed coin right now, and I'm going to use it on both sides because I think it makes a, a good case for what we're talking about here. And I don't want to repeat too much of what you just said because I think you cover all the bases. But it's not a secret. Spring football is kind of mundane for older players. And offensive linemen in particular probably are not fans of spring football. But they really have a chance to take a big step, like a next-level step here for the offense, for the program, on the shoulder pads of the offensive linemen. I think that's drilled into those guys. And not only that, but like they they were not so good last year where it's boring to them. They had flares where they were good, but they also had fits where they were not. And their whole thing is that they need to be as good against, you know, Baylor, Oklahoma, as they were against, you know, TCU and Kansas. That's a challenge. That's when they had to accept. So I think those guys are plugged in. Also, Bryce Forwheat and Sam James, if those are guys who did not want to be here or at least thought about, I'm not sure I want to be here. Things change. The personnel changes. You get a salesman to come in and say, hey, we're going to have a new offense and do it. Now they're here and they sound like they're 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 engaged and improving and, and bought in on this, too. And, and I've talked about this before. Sam James looks like a guy who's having fun. Bryce Forwheat, by the sounds of it, is playing like a guy who's having fun. And then the quarterback thing. Yeah, you're right. But like that. That's you can mold it and you can do it, but like you're not you're not breaking habits there. And it's something Graham Harrell has talked about. It would be totally different if you were teaching Jared Dagey this offense or Austin Kendall this offense or just some guy who was an incumbent who had a lot of experience. But you're teaching kind of blank slates here, so it could work. Like they're not they're having new lessons on on from empty books or into empty books, and they're just kind of sitting there going, okay, I'm writing this chapter right now. I'm not overwriting something else. I'm not erasing something else I've learned. There might be some mechanical things or some terminology things, but like it's not from experience in college games by and large. Maybe Garrett Green, but what he did was so different that I think he can learn this pretty good, pretty well, pretty quickly. And then where you where you might fight people on offense, where you might like, I don't know, because it is boring and it is old. I would think that this, the, this, the excitement, the challenge, the newness for the receivers and again, this the the small number of veteran receivers and the offensive line is such that they're not going to be tuning this out. They're going to be leaning in and going, I like this. This is fun. This is different. We got a chance to be what we've said we were going to be for, what, two years now? Eh, that might actually work out really well, too. And then you're going to get some juice in the fall when other guys come in, especially receiver, and it could work, too. So uh, I'm with you there. Flip it to the other side. I, I think it's fair to say they bought people on defense last year. When you look at the turnover um, from the players who left, Probably not a completely harmonious side of the ball. Performed well, and you might even say admirably based on what we would think is some sort of discontent. Um, similar offense, excuse me, similar defense this year, but they're doing new stuff. New stuff will invigorate older players because it's not boring anymore. But then again, like you can teach young players a lot. And if you're doing new things, exciting things, it's not new to them. It's just exciting because they're going to be excited about everything. And where are they youngest? Defense for sure, and then in that back end. And it sounds like a lot of what they're doing to be different on defense, to be exotic, to be more effective, is going to be based on the speed, the athleticism, the overall agility of you know spears, corners, cats, freeze. And then you just let your defensive linemen do what they do. Um, you let you know some new linebackers, whether it's the Mike 
or you know a stretched out Lance Dixon who's getting more playing time. I, I don't think they're going to be boat rockers. So where they're old, they have to be old. But I think in such a way that everybody's doing something that's just new enough or different enough while also familiar. They're not fighting anybody. And again, neither side has been so good that they would automatically tune things out and say, I got this. I'm so good at this. I don't need to learn new things. I don't need to be told these same lessons. No, you're not. You haven't. You do. I think it's a great mix for both sides. Yeah, Is it worth it? We'll see. And I think uh, when you look at it as far as the offense versus defense, defense versus offense, the offense knows they are going up against a pretty darn good unit, a, a unit that has been pretty darn good the last couple of years. So they know it's a challenge. They want to win this by all accounts. And this isn't some big insider scoop. You can kind of figure it out based on how the seasons have gone. Um, the defense has kind of owned the offense during practice, during spring football, during fall camp, um, throughout the last couple of years. So I think there there is a sense of these guys wanting to beat that defense or improve against that defense. And then on the flip side, I don't think you're getting tired of it on defense as you were you were just talking about there. One, because there's some some younger guys. They weren't that good. And there are some spots where they're still young. There's still some new guys. And even in the spots where they're older, like the defensive line, they've already said that, you know, Stills is going to kind of take it easy. Mesador is going to sit out um, for the entire spring. So some of those second stringer guys are going to be getting a lot of reps. And they're going up against a new offense. So there's this sense of, oh, this is the new high-flying, high-scoring offense that's going to change everything. Let's see what you got. And you're facing something new instead of facing the same thing that you've been facing for the last couple of years. So I think it is something that can kind of motivate both sides of the ball as well. It's a very simple pitch, too. It's just an elevator pitch for recruiting or for the media or for fans that, listen, they're they're more athletic, they're faster, where they need to be more athletic and faster, for sure. They're also old where they need to be old. That's the lines, and that's at like the you know the leadership positions. It could be receiver, it could be cornerback, but also those lines. That's really important too. Um, that's that's an easy thing to pitch to people, and I think they get it. And I, I just can't get over to how much and and how early this has been said and was said that like the coaches really like this group. Uh, that means who's here, and that means by extension who's not here. And I think you had some people who were disruptive in some regard or who were maybe prohibitive toward progress and they're out of the way right now and again doesn't mean that they're going to go from you know a six and six team in the regular season to eight and four no but it means that they kind of feel like that some of the issues that might have stood in the way from being or getting to who and where they wanted to be no longer here and which means the excuses aren't too or the explanations aren't too but i think you would take that at the end of march Absolutely. Well, take that, Chris. We're under 12 minutes today. We had, we had to make up for that, uh, what was supposed to be a 10-minute podcast that turned into a 30-minute one yesterday. So, I don't think anybody complained. Mm. I could draw it out here just so we're over 12 minutes. Oh, no, we're going to put the ads in. It's going to be over 12 minutes. There you go. That's what I was about to say. Do we, get, do we get an ad bump at 12? Is that what it is? Well, we're, we're at seven. We're at 11.20 right now. It's not my fault if it goes over. we got to pay the bills. And uh, because of that, we'll keep coming back. We'll do this again sometime soon. Until then, I'm Mike Casaza. And I'm Chris Anderson. We will talk to you next time.